Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey now in Semper Fi, good morning and welcome into the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AM, FM, and .com along with always free on the Odyssey app. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We are not at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge, College and I-10. A little early in the morning for that, but we will be later on today at Drago's in Metairie for the Purple and Gold Point after from 4 to 6 p.m. It is LSU and Tennessee this morning at 11 a.m. kickoff in Death Valley. Herb, how are you, man? You ready for this? I'm great, man. Looking forward to it. It's an early game, but uh, it's going to be a beautiful day today, man. We're going to see what the Tigers are made of, right? You're darn right. That's exactly it. Um, number eight, Tennessee coming to town. Number five, LSU, uh, 11 a.m. And LSU is 8-0 since 1990 and an 11 a.m. kickoffs at home. And uh, Tennessee's a program, Herb, that's that's ascending a little bit. You know, I, I, I feel like like in um, the NFL, when the, when the Raiders are relevant, I think it's good for the, the NFL. When the Volunteers are relevant in football, it's good for the SEC. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'll, I'll touch on something that you said. So the Tigers are eight and zero at eleven o'clock kickoff since nineteen ninety, right? At home. Uh, at, at home, correct. I think that's uh, that's a great stat. Maybe we ought to play more eleven o'clock games, right? <laughs> um, that being said, yeah, man, when Tennessee's playing great, all is great for college football, right? It's just like any of the traditional teams that that we all look for Michigan, um, you know, I hate to say it, but Notre Dame, uh, you know, you know, teams like that. I hate to say it, but those are the teams, Nebraska. How about that? When Nebraska is playing well, people really like that. You know, it's it's great for college football, but you know, uh, Josh Heupel has this team running on all cylinders right now. They really believe in themselves. They play hard for one another. They're really athletic. Um, They got a, a lot of good playmakers on the team and it all starts with Hendon Hooker, who's a, you know, is lightning like they say, lightning in a bottle. I think I think he can do a little bit of everything. Really great. Um, and if we can hold him to just a you know a normal running the mill game, maybe 180, 200 yards passing, and maybe 50 yards rushing, we might be okay. So, um, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing exactly what Tennessee brings into Tiger Stadium today. Well, what's interesting to me about this Tennessee team is. Um, Defensively, they're they're vulnerable in the secondary, but LSU, I think Herb is going to have to throw the football to beat this team. And LSU, you know, they're, they're just not getting it done through the air enough. And you can tell me. Uh, so Jaden Daniels, he looks like a risk-averse quarterback. In other words, he doesn't want to you know put the ball at risk down the field. Yeah, uh, he kind of mm-hmm. takes the safe the safe percentage high percentage plays. Is that right? 
you know, that's what it looks like from afar, right? Um, it's just sometimes it seems as though he's just, um, you know, I hate to I hate to say it, but it seems as though he doesn't trust his his reads or his understanding of what's going on. I, you know, the, earlier there was there was reports about uh, Jaden and the receivers getting together and having a a players only only meeting about trust and uh, the willingness to trust one another and to get the ball out, things of that nature. I just I don't know if he, if if I can say he doesn't trust the receivers. I think he just doesn't trust what his what his reads or the the progressions are telling him to do. So, um, but you know he's a guy that's completing sixty almost sixty eight percent of his passes. Um, he's eighty nine for one thirty one with nine hundred fifteen yards passing. Um, his average is seven yards. He's only got six touchdowns and no interceptions. So he's he's very careful with the football, but. In order for us to be, I say us, but LSU to be successful moving forward, you're right. We have to put, we have to throw the football. And today is going to be a great test to see if we can uh, match up with the big boys in throwing the football. Because on the other side of the field, they're going to throw the football. Trust me. Oh yeah, uh, Hendon Hooker is going to play in the NFL, Herb. It, oh yeah, it, it certainly yeah. looks like that. I agree. I'm not. I mean, he's going to be a guy that's in the NFL. He's going to be. Um, 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 a, a threat to to run the ball as well, but but he's got he's got a keen eye for for the field as well, and he understands progressions. I mean, Hendon Hooker's eighty one of one thirteen for eleven hundred yards, um, with eight touchdowns and no interceptions as well. So, I mean, talk about a guy that's protecting the ball as well, but he's doing it in a way that seems a little bit more flashy, right? It seems as though he's just just way better or whatever. But the the numbers are similar; they're not as 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 um, gaudy for for Hendon as you think they are, but the way that everybody's talking about him, the way that his team's playing, it just looks a little bit more like he's willing to get rid of the ball and put it in his playmaker's hands as soon as possible. Herb, the Tigers are favored, or excuse me, three point underdogs, and I know um, you're not a big betting guy, and, and they're really for you know spreads oh, are I'm for gamblers. This weekend, baby, I'm betting this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Minus three, um, LSU's the underdog, and I look at this game and talk me off the cliff here because I think Tennessee is going to win by more. I mean, more than three. I think this could be a 10-point victory. And I know you're going to tell me I'm out of my mind because you're always faithful in LSU. I just think that they're going to get Tennessee's going to get LSU into a track meet. They want to turn it into a track meet kind of game. So, yeah, you know I'm going to tell you out of your mind at the end of the show. Um, but right now the realistic uh, view that I have is that you know what we were talking about earlier. If we don't throw the football, if we don't, if we don't match what Tennessee is going to do, we're going to be, you know, we're going to fall behind very quickly. Um, now, with that being said, I think Tennessee can um, move the ball up and down the field with the best of them. Um, the problem is going to be is, you know, will our defense stand up to the challenge? Um, are they going to play? One quarter football, meaning the first three quarters allow Tennessee to do what they want, and then the fourth quarter <laughs> just ball out. Or we're going to play three quarters of football where we ball out three quarters, and then one quarter we allow Tennessee to do what they do, right? So a lot, a lot is hinging on that as well. But so I, I won't just say that Tennessee is going to, you know, just kind of, kind of blow us out the water, if you will, maybe win by more than seven or so, um, because of the our aspect and the unknowns of our defense now. That being said, we have to score points. If we don't score points, 
we're gonna we're gonna. It, it, I don't I don't see this being a a fourteen fifteen game or you know seventeen fifteen game. That I don't I don't see that. But it is eleven o'clock, and you never know what's going to happen. And we are eight and zero, so um, <laughs> it's just nineteen ninety eleven o'clock kickoff. So you just uh-huh. never know. But you know I, I'm gonna say this too. I think the running game for LSU is going to be essential because if we can slow the game down by running the football, then maybe that kind of keeps Tennessee at bay from trying to, you know, fly up and down the football field. Yeah, I mean, it slows the game down. It keeps Hendon Hooker and that Vols offense uh, on the Mm -hmm. sideline, and I think that's clearly the game plan for LSU and Brian Kelly and company. We're just getting started here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. After the game, 90 minutes after the game, Herb and I will join you again for the purple and gold point after at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Metairie. Come hang out with us, talk a little LSU football. We're just getting started. Like I said, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. All right, back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, amfm.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. We welcome in now NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Mike D's notebook is brought to you by the Sports Medicine Center at Thibodeau Regional Health System. Mike, 11 a.m. kickoff, LSU in Tennessee. Uh, man, this is going to be a real test for LSU. Yes, it is. And it'll be a real test for Tennessee, too. Um, that mm-hmm. that front seven of, of LSU is aggressive. And they, they haven't played anybody that will, I think, try to be as disruptive uh, to Hendon Hooker as what LSU will be. So be a great test for both teams. But uh, offensively, um, Man, I'm not real sure LSU faces another test uh, with this much firepower uh, offensively until you see Alabama. Because, man, Tennessee can score. They do it at a high pace, uh, quick rhythm offense. They have an experienced quarterback who's 24 years old, uh, had some difficult times, uh, good and bad. Uh, at Virginia Tech, but man, he's made it work. And their head coach, Josh Heifel, reminds me of college football's version of Sean Payton. Uh, he sort of sets you up throwing the football, but he really likes to run it too. But he does it at a breakneck speed uh, type pace. So uh, it doesn't let you substitute much on defense, and it can catch you on your heels. But Hooker, uh, ain't no question. He's the straw that turns the drink for them, and he is really, really good. When when you look at LSU, don't you think that the game plan is going to be, Mike, for them to run the football, keep Hendon Hooker and that Vols offense off the field? Well, you better be able to uh, because if not, it's going to be a long day. Uh, one of the things with Heupel, and uh, I, I know him a little bit, is that he wants to hit you with the early tsunami he wants to put points on the board quickly and kind of get you behind the eight ball and have you forced to make some plays in the passing game and then he tries to bring pressure on you on defense but that's not the strength of tennessee's defense certainly uh but man um you can try that and florida tried that a little bit but, man, you fell behind so quickly, you know, you sort of had to abandon that uh, that game plan and, and throw it. And I give Richardson a lot of credit. It was probably the best game he's played all season long. Uh, he really had a lot of success throwing the football 
against Tennessee's defense. So uh, you would think so, but now you're playing this game without your starting left tackle and Will Campbell, who's out. You're going to have to reshuffle your offensive line again. And, man, wishing Will the best uh, and, you know, get back to good health. He, he's a really good guy and a great player, especially for an 18-year-old. There's not a lot of 18-year-olds that can step on that football field and practice for the first time, and he's your starting left tackle. And he took over that, and not having him in the lineup is certainly going to be huge. So do you start Cam War back at left tackle? He's played left. He, I mean, he has actually started at both left and right tackle for LSU. Or do you kick Anthony Bradford, who's played mostly guard, do you kick him back to left tackle? Last year, Anthony uh, played and started a number of games at left tackle, but that's a huge loss for LSU. And uh, uh, God bless him. I hope he gets uh, better soon, uh, uh, But Will Campbell. But, man, that, that's a big loss for LSU. And if you say about trying to run the football, that that's a big cog taken out. Because one thing with Campbell, uh, man, he was a really good run blocker. He was an exceptional pass protector, but he was a good run blocker for an 18-year-old. Herb, you got anything for Mike? I do, Mike. Let me. I guess I got a question for you. Do we are we putting a little bit too much um, emphasis on how great Tennessee potentially can be? I mean, they played Ball State, and, and they won 59-10. to 10. They played Pittsburgh, who just lost to um, Georgia Tech, who's not that good. They played Akron. Who, they beat Akron 63-6. And they beat Florida 38-33 to in the thriller of a game. That was like, you know, a really weird, crazy game. Are we really putting too much emphasis on what we think Tennessee really truly is? is or is this is it hype, or is it – <laughs> no pun intended. Is it Josh Heupel? <laughs> but, you know, where are we with this? I, I, it, when I look at this, and then I go back and I look at Ball State's schedule, they're, they're not good. Uh, Pittsburgh is okay, you know, and then Akron is in you know, Akron or whatnot when it comes to playing Tennessee. So what, are, what do you think? What's your take on that? I think Tennessee is a very good offensive team. Um they average, and I'm stretching it at best, on defense. So they're going to be in shootout games every week, Herb. <laughs> every week, man, you're in a track meet. Um, I think what is impressive about them is the pitch and catch part of the game. And mm-hmm. I do think college football today is built for that. You could win nine to ten games if you have that at a high level. And I do think Tennessee can do that at a high level. Now, saying they're a great team, and I've heard that a couple times this week, man, I don't know where that great comes from. Now, can they move the football? Yes, they can. And they're explosive. But they're not a great team. They're a, they're a very, very good offensive team. And they are very average at best defensive team. That that ain't winning you no SEC championship, and it's not getting you to the SEC championship game. But can it win you nine games? Yeah, I think it can. And when you have a quarterback that can turn the engine over 
like he can, uh, you win in a lot of games. You just look at what he did late last year against some really good competition and what he's done this year. I mean, he don't set the schedule, but every time he steps on that field, he's a playmaker and he scares the bejesus out of you. And, um, I got to talk to him quite a bit at Manning. He came to Manning camp and and he spoke about, you know, things maybe didn't work out for him at Virginia tech. And he took full responsibility. He said, you know, you look in this world, they got a lot of people. They want to blame everybody for their issues, you know, or man, I ain't getting paid enough. Uh, Yes. The boss, Uh, you know, people around me, not doing their job. They, They want to blame everybody. He said, no, blame it on me. I didn't get it done at Virginia Tech. And he said, you know, I know part of my success at Tennessee is all about production. I didn't come in here as the guy. They all thought Joe Milton was going to be the starter. Uh, But Joe didn't really uh, crank it up early last year. And Josh had the quick hook. And he went to uh, Hendon Hooker, who has really played well. So to answer your question, I think it's a little bit more hype than what it should be. Uh, I think based on what they've done offensively, uh, them being a national contender, that's not going to happen. They don't play good enough defense. But, man, they scare you because they're going to regularly put up 35, 40, and beyond on some really good teams because they, they can move it. And the other part that's hidden about Josh is he really likes to run the ball. As much as he puts the emphasis on throwing it, he sets up the running game by the passing game. And so, you know what? You're substituting to stop the pass, and Herb, guess what he does? He runs it on you when you get small. That's right. (laughs) NFL and college football, I don't like to tell you. Mike, you know you're getting older when – you, you watch the kid play in, in college. Uh, now he's a coach like Josh Heupel. It's, it's just amazing um, how, how he's Man, I know I'm getting old when I see – I know the grandpa that's <laughs> played, and I see the grandson playing. Um, so, yeah, it's You might be referring to Arch old. Manning. You might be referring yeah, to Arch and, Manning. And, and beyond. Uh, yeah. Uh, and beyond. But, yeah, you know, Josh was a, a really good college quarterback. He's got a real fertile mind. Um, You know what he does, and I think he's a little bit, and I always will tell him he's a bit of a con man with this. He hangs around with defensive coaches. He picks their brain on things. Yeah. You know, he's pretty slick with that. Uh, I wouldn't tell him anything if I was a a defensive coach. I wouldn't tell him nothing. (laughs) Well, but, you know, once you get started talking, sometimes it's like Bear. You can't stop it. Um, and so one of the things he does do it, and he'll always sort of hang around defensive coaches. Say, hey, you know, what are you trying to do to stop the RPO and the fast-paced uh, offenses today? And he takes a bit and a piece of that, and he kind of puts it in his offense. But uh, wherever he's been, they've been very successful. And it doesn't matter the kind of talent that's around him. He does a great job offensively, 
of utilizing what he has and play it to their strengths. I think a lot of times in this world, um, I think there's still some coaches out there that are so hell-bent on doing it their way Mm -hmm. that they deter really for the betterment of the team because they want to say it's it's my stamp. One thing with Josh, he adjusts very well to the talent on hand, and then he adjusts his offenses to that talent. And so I, coaches I give do. him full credit on that, that sometimes you've got hard-headed coaches in this world that will not do it. But I think because of his youth, um, he can um, – I think understand that 18, 19, 20-year-old pretty well. And he, uh, I think he tries to know the player, but he can also be a good pain in the butt. I mean, he's a guy that will kick you in the pants if you don't play well. And so he, he sort of balances that fine line very well. And he's got Tennessee on a fast track to be a very good team one day. Uh, and I'm talking about that could possibly contend in the East uh, with uh, Georgia. Now, he doesn't have the talent on defense. doesn't have nearly that type of talent Georgia has. But, boy, he's got your attention on what he can do to move the football and get you on your heels and put points up early. So that's the key today. LSU's got to get off the field early to keep this game close because – he wants to hit you with it and jump off to a ten to nothing or fourteen nothing lead, and then mm-hmm. okay, uh, you can you got a game plan, but you got hit. Okay, let's see how you stick to that game plan. And in particular, Mike, the- I'm sorry, Mike, but in particular with Jaden Daniels in a, in a passing offense for LSU, that's been well not very good. Well, that's right. what I was fixing to say. Uh, he got to get his receivers involved. He got to trust those guys. You know, Herb will tell you, not not everything's high school open. Come on, you got to trust that those receivers are going to come up with the football. If it's Kayshawn Booty, if it's Jack Bash, Malik Neighbors, Jeray Jenkins, Kyron Lacey, you name it. That's right. Yeah, and and not so much this check down to Mason Taylor all the time. And and I get it that you like that. But you got to trust that that receiver is going to go up and make that play. Uh, Tennessee's pass defense is, again, an average at best of defense. you got to test them against every one of those guys I just named you. They're going to all play in the NFL one day. Every one of them. So, come on, you got to trust them. And I think that was part of Brian sort of pointing the finger at him is, come on, man, give our receivers a chance. I know Jaden called the meeting uh, with him and the receivers to try to get on the same page. But I can say I'm going to change, but you know what my feeling about that is? Prove it to me. Show me. Show me. Prove (laughs) it to me you're going to change. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Uh, Mike, give us a prediction. I think it's high scoring. Um, I think this game may be a 35-30 type game. I think Tennessee wins it. 
I think LSU can keep it close because I have seen Tennessee's defense play. It's not very good. But if I get a chance to pick an experienced quarterback who's rolling uh, on offense, um, and I, I do remember one of the last things he told me at Manning. I look forward to playing LSU in Tiger Stadium. Man, everybody talks about playing in Death Valley at night. Now, he ain't playing it at night, which means they got a lot more sober people in the stands than they will have if he'd have been playing them at 630. But uh, uh, I got to go with Tennessee here in a very close game. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all take care. All right. Thank you, Mike. Early morning kickoff for the LSU Fighting Tigers at 11 a.m. against the Tennessee Volunteers. I loved your question, Herb, about, uh, in essence, you asked, uh, is is uh, Tennessee a little bit overhyped or overrated? And, and I, I think uh, Dettelier kind of answered it because they're, they're not a total team, right? It sounds like they just get it done on offense and the defense just um, you know, tags along for the ride. I agree, and 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 Hendon Hooker is it. He is the guy, right? Um, and everything goes through and around him. And it, without him, um, how good is really is this team? And you know, I went back and I looked at some of the the the, the passing yards from last year from Hendon Hooker um, and, and what he did last year. And very good. I mean, thirty two hundred yards passing last year. He was just, I mean, tremendous and outstanding. Um, and then I went back and looked at Jaden Daniels and, and to kind of compare the two. So, um, Henry Hooker had uh, 31 touchdowns and three intercepts last year, right? And Jaden Daniels was 10 interceptions, 10 touchdowns for 2,300 yards passing. It Clearly, it looks like Hendon Hooker is the better quarterback in this game. Um, I think Jaden can play up to those capabilities. Um, and then if you look at what's happening now this season – Hendon Hooker is doing it on both with his legs and his arm. And I'm hoping that Jaden can kind of maturate today or this morning in the same kind of effort with passing the football, getting the ball out of his hands. Like Mike said, just trusting his, his receivers. And I, you know, and I understand what they mean by trusting the receivers and Mike, you know, saying that it's not like the guys are not um, high school open, but I, I you know, they're practicing every day. So he knows what these guys can do. And I think he trusts him. I, I don't think he trusts himself. I think he's afraid to make a mistake, kind of like what you opened up the, the show with and trying to is he more of a reserve quarterback where he's trying not to make a mistake. So, um, and yeah, no, look, I, I think that Tennessee is, is great with Hendon Hooker at offense. But if you, if you eliminate Hendon Hooker, how good is really is this team? Well, he is apparently the team because you look at his, his uh, stats against Florida. Uh, 22 yeah, of 28, 349, 78.6 completion percentage, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He hasn't turned the ball over or at least thrown the ball to the other team at all this season. You hope that changes this morning or afternoon uh, in Death Valley against the Tigers. But, uh, look, I, I think um, you, know, you look at Hendon Hooker, he's a prototype too uh, with some juice. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the ability to run the football. But 6'4", 220. Right. <laughs> yep. That's you could. That's how you. If you were in a lab and you're designing a quarterback, that's what you're putting. Six four two twenty. I agree, and he's the guy, and he can do it too. His movements great. You know, he's got good flexibility. Um, you can see he's a guy that knows how to get tackled. I always talk about that, um, and, and he knows when to get out of bounds as well. But he also knows when it's time to run. He's not just looking to run. He's he's ready to throw the football, and um, 
I think I think he's going to be a tough task for the LSU, but but for LSU defense. But ultimately, I think Mike's right too about the front seven that um, Hendon Hook is going to see is going to be a different a different type of team than he's seen in the, I guess the previous four games. So we'll see how that ends up, and uh, we'll, we'll see if they get into that track meet that everybody's saying they're going to get into. It's 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 going to be interesting to see. I don't know if LSU can keep up, and I don't know if if Tennessee can score on LSU's defense. So I'm kind of torn between the track meet and the and and the, and the, the lower score game here. All right, we'll step away and come back. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is WWL. Former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. Later on tonight, it is Alabama hosting Texas A&M, and that matchup lost its luster when the Aggies have now lost two straight. Max Johnson, uh, starting quarterback, is out with an injury. Speaking of, uh, Bryce Young of Alabama reportedly the quarterback injured his uh, shoulder last week and went over Arkansas and he is likely out for this matchup is is uh Herb is Alabama ripe ripe for the picking against the Aggies well you know every time Texas A&M and Alabama get together with the history of uh, the two coaches it's always going to be <laughs> a weird deal you never know what's going to happen um but, you know, it's kind of tough, man, because Alabama is really good. No matter if they, you know, kind of decrease their offense to a run-heavy offense tonight um, versus, you know, with Bryce Young not being there and he's the catalyst of the, the passing attack that they have, which is really great, which is why he's a highly trophy-winning quarterback. Um but Texas A&M is, is they're hurting, man, and they have a lot of great athletes over there. So this would be a good, a great statement game, not only for Texas A&M but for Jimbo Fisher as well, if he can come out and, and beat Alabama. And you, you might be right; they might Alabama might be limping a little bit. But I mean that you know the the the, the quarterback that they're gonna have playing tonight is a grown man. Now. He ain't gonna just <laughs> lay down. Now. This this guy is. Is a is a he looks like a running back playing quarterback, but I mean, but he can play the position. Trust me. Yeah. yeah I, I just, so it's going to be really it's going to be interesting to see what offense Alabama rolls out there today. Yeah, I just think Herb that um, uh, the Aggies have had their moments where you know the two losses they've had uh, been disappointing, highly thought of coming into the season, and I think Alabama, as Texas showed us. Um, has some issues uh, to deal with, you know, in particular at wide receiver and uh, somewhat in their secondary, which we're not used to seeing from an Alabama squad. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, suffice it to say, I think it's Georgia, and then there's a vast drop-off even to Alabama at two, three, four, and five. Uh, Ohio State's at three. Uh, I think there's a, there's a big gap, in other words, between Georgia and the rest of, uh, of the top five teams. I mean, that's what it looks like, right, at first glance. Um, you know, it, it, and I agree, as far as the talent, what it looks like when you put them on the field, this is what I see. I see these guys are very talented in, at Georgia defensively and also offensively. You can see the talent jumps off the screen at you, right? Um, but, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, so, But if you line Georgia up every week against everybody else, the, the, well, the top four, if you will, I think they'll probably come out on top most of the time. Um, but Texas A&M tonight, I think they 
I think they have a lot to play for here. Um, I think Coach Jimbo has a lot to play for as well, uh, a coach for, let me say that. And then you remember yeah. what happened over the summer, right? With between yeah, the oh, yeah. summer, yeah, with with Saban and, and Jimbo. So let's see what kind of bad blood's going to be there, right? <laughs> yeah, they so- supposedly made up, and um, you know, I don't know. Look, I think all that stuff's healthy for the SEC. I like drama. I like trash talking between coaches and programs. It just makes the matchups that much more. Um, you know, that much more interesting and tasty That's right. to take in. Yeah. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. Currently, we are not at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge. A little early for their, um, for our liking, and their liking, quite frankly, um, at Drago's. But we will be at Drago's Seafood Restaurant in Metairie for the Purple and Gold Point after this afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. But Herb, man... Uh, it, Drago's has taken such great care of us, and if we had probably asked and asked hard enough, Tommy would have probably opened up in Baton Rouge for us uh, this early. Yeah. And they've been so, they've been so great to us um, hosting the the, the the Tiger Tailgating Show, uh, but now tonight the the Purple and Gold Point after, and we just we're very grateful uh, to be um, at Drago's. Their staff is awesome. Obviously, the charbroiled oysters are my favorite, and um, they, it, they've just been such gracious gracious hosts. It's the, the epitome of Louisiana hospitality, right? Southern hospitality, and uh, you're, you're absolutely right, man. They've done any and everything we've asked, and if we would have asked to open this morning, they would have done it. Um, but you know, uh, ultimately, the one thing I will say is, go get you some char grilled oysters at uh, Drago's or anything else you'd like to get there. Everything there is, is great, from the staff to the food to the drinks. Um, wonderful place, uh, beautiful people, and just a great time. Yeah, I like the Mediterranean um, salad as well. Mm-hmm. Some uh, yeah. some crab meat on top of some some of that lettuce, a nice uh, creamy sauce on it. Man, that was I had that a couple times. It was really good. But we're looking forward and to the barbecue shrimp was great as well too. Oh, outstanding! We're looking forward to uh, closing out the show today on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, and then heading over to Drago's in Metairie for the Purple and Gold Point after this afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. One more hour to go here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. He's Herb. I'm Christian. This is the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 